America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers, new opportunities. Yeah, we It was called The Grindhouse. Theaters that played back-to-back movies featuring uncensored sexuality and hardcore thrills. Now, Tarantino and Rodriguez are bringing The Grindhouse back with two explosive feature films. Hello and welcome to Tank Riot. Here we are today talking about the movie Grindhouse. I am with Victor. Hello. And Sputnik. Good day. And my name is Tor. <laughs> and off we go to Grindhouse Land. Alrighty. Now, Grindhouse, it's not really a movie, it's a double feature. It's a concept as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a celebration of, of uh, the exploitation film. The year was 1974. Coming attractions. I almost died when that came out. I love the coming attractions and the way they set up the whole film as a double feature. That was wonderful. It was really good. Well, you know, again, it's a celebration of the exploitation films of the 60s and 70s. And uh, so the the look of the film, which I felt it was almost kind of sad. They had to put a, a, a... little note in front of the theater saying now in order to recreate the effects they'll have like missing reels and burn film and it'll look kind of scratchy i thought that was hilarious because that means that meant some people went some people went and they weren't they complained to the management yeah that the movie looked bad i didn't it it, you know (laughs) totally went over their head once again and we've discussed this in other tank riot episodes that the American movie public, movie watching public, is uh, maybe not the sharpest stick in the bunch here, and yeah, you know it's kind of sad. It really, what, it really you know is how how is. things have to be real spoon fed. Now well, the the thing to remember about the exploitation films is they're not exploiting people, except the audience, because right. the original forms of exploitation cinema weren't about you know exploiting women or exploiting you know, things in the film. It was about exploiting the audience by teasing them into coming into the theater right. to see some schmaltzy, low-budget, cheap film that's not going to live up to the, you know, exploitive marketing campaign that went on to get them into the theater. Circus sh- sideshow. Right. Right? You know, it's It's P. not T. about Barnum. production values. Yeah. Yeah, you think you think Russ Meyer, and you see those posters for the Russ Meyer films, you know, for like faster pussycat, kill, oh. kill, you know. And the film itself is like really not that exciting. I mean, no, very tame. But uh, yeah, and that's what I always I always thought exploitation films were were more, you know, risque than they actually generally are. Except oh, for yeah. maybe Ilsa, she. <laughs> She will she the, the SS. SS. One of my personal faves. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll get to the trailers. Oh yeah, it, it's and, and that's actually a category of exploitation film, which I think is wonderful in and of itself. But it's called Grindhouse because these type of films, which again are not really a focus on big production values or or uh, uh, a list stars, but more or less just trying to pull people in with you know sex, violence, some sort of you know, uh, titillation factor. And these were these were shown in places that used to be burlesque house, bump and grind houses, therefore a grind house. So they yeah. were going to do a double feature 
drive-in uh, theaters, the seedy part of town, all that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, I myself, I Sputnik have have seen many of these films at the at the uh, old now defunct fifty one sixteen drive-in outside of uh, Portage, Wisconsin, which as we all know oh. is French for get your ass out of the canoe and start walking. Well, and you know, for anyone who grew up in my generation, you know, we were a little younger and caught a lot of these on VHS. So you get. Right. You know, I'm very familiar with a lot of these films and, and love them from the comfort of my home. You know, it's a mm-hmm. different kind of experience, but that whole B-movie aesthetic is just oh. totally, you know, in the Grindhouse film, totally not made fun of, but it's an homage to that that aesthetic of real B-movies done real well in a way. Well, they're just, they're fun. They're, they're nostalgic and they're just a fun kind of movie to watch. And in a certain way... It, it kind of harkens back to a time when movies could just be flat out fun, fun. or exciting or yeah. whatever, or or just in like horrible taste, and you didn't really have to sit and think about it or worry about it, or right, you know, right. And yeah. and there are many types of of exploitation film. Like there's classic exploitation, which would have been like films of the 30s and 40s, of course, like Reefer Madness, yeah, which taught me a whole new way of the tent smoke. The uh, tent hand <laughs> method of smoking a joint, which that's, I had that's never been, known before. That's been colorized too, so you can you can check out a colorized God. version of Reaper Madness. Wait, did Ted Turner do that? I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. It's terrible, terrible. And then of course they would have you know sexual hygiene films and so forth, which were more or less like softcore porn, right. kind of wrapped around a medical right you black know, exploitation. Uh, black exploitation was one of my oh, yeah. personal favorites. Oh, yeah. I saw the Blackula. Blackula, Scream, Blackula, Scream, which oh, had man. Pam Greer in it, oh, too. Uh, Black Cleopatra, Dolomite. Dolomite, yep. Um, no, Shaft. For, for Shaft. Our, Superfly. For Superfly, our listeners, yes. why don't you define exploitation? What makes it, I mean, is it just have black actors and actresses, or is there, like, some twist to it? Well, well they were generally, they were filled with black actors and actresses, and the themes were to engage a black audience, generally. Right. To get them to come to the theater. So the okay. black characters were the you know the the leads the protagonists against the evil white man or some part of the culture that they right. were defending black culture against okay. so you could so the exploit- black exploitation character. is always of the audience mm-hmm. it's pretty what gets much you exactly the, yeah. you know and it was always like you know life in the ghetto and there was a lot of you know huge pimp hats and flex tube headers coming out of cadillacs and yep. you know that type of thing and, and like mm-hmm. i say it was you know that made pam greer's career right mm-hmm. and know? and this is not the first well Grindhouse is not a spoof of these films. It's an homage, but these have been spoofed before in the popular culture. You think oh, of yeah. like Pootie Tang, which is Pootie one of my Tang. favorite. I love uh, that flag exploitation. You know, spoofs. <laughs> Pootie Tang is awesome. Wadate. And then there's what's the hammer? The the Jewish. Uh, the, oh, the Hebrew hammer. The Hebrew hammer. Hebrew hammer. <laughs> that, that's a great one. Saves Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, the Hebrew Hanukkah. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Jewish exploitation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there were also, there were the shock exploitation films. You think of uh, right, I Spit yeah. on Your Grave. I and, love that movie, And those by films the way. that, well, yeah, and that's a very reviled yeah. film. And those films that they, they push the boundaries. They, they tackled things that were on the pop culture's mind that they could just yeah. easily draw people into a movie about. Oh, yeah. Oh, some other ones, though, that I love. Last House on the Left. Oh, yeah. Tromeo and Juliet and Assault on Precinct, Precinct 13. Those were all classics as far as I'm <laughs> yep. concerned. I love those. Now, could you call the, the Jackass movies exploitation films? I would you put know. that more in the geek category, <laughs> yeah. and when I say geek, I don't mean uh, uh, um, no. like a computer geek. I mean like, like the circus, circus geek where you yeah. throw them a chicken and <laughs> right. they bite the head off. And, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's more yeah, it's yeah, more I, I agree. honest about what you're gonna see because you actually <laughs> yeah. in the Jackass film you see exactly what you expect you're gonna see based on the previews. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's there's well, but you know what? I'm always surprised every time I see those films. Mm-hmm. I mean it it I, I still mm-hmm. have a lot of fun I with I gotta it. say they're highly entertaining and Jackass two actually made me laugh harder than I hate to say it, the Borat film, which Everyone yeah. loved the Borat film, but I actually had more fun watching Jackass too, and maybe me that too. says something about me. Well, no, I, th- you know, that that's yeah. an important point. I think Borat is overhyped. I really do. It's it's not that it's not that damn funny. Yeah. yeah. But hey, that's hey. You know what? If you think different, if you're a huge Borat fan, if you're from Kazakhstan, <laughs> and you want to tell us about it, feedback at tankriot.com. I'm yeah. just saying. And if you don't have a computer, look on our webpage at tankrat.com. We got the P.O. box listed right there. That's right. We, okay. do, we do it the old way, too. Pajalsta, we love Kazakhstan. Please email us, Kazakhstan. Um, all right, there's also the zombie films. The zombie films zombie, are very good. Yeah, and my, you know, I got to say. You are a personal aficionado of I'm the zombie films. I'm a huge film. aficionado of the zombie films, and if it's made by George Romero, I'm pretty cool with it, but when you think about the B-level films, I've got to say that my favorite, that if you haven't seen it, most everyone's seen, you know, Dawn of the Dead or... Right, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, but Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is when he he really took it to that other level, and (laughs) he had, uh, I think it wasn't Laura Condiff, I think her name is, um, as a lead character in a bunker, and this has the... The soundtrack that that you can like Planet Terror had the same kind of soundtrack as uh, you know Day of the Dead. You have that John right. Carpenter kind of thing going on with the creepy keyboards that kind of shock you at the right moments right. and beautiful <laughs> zombie film. And it's just that sun- stunning 1970s kind of feel to it. Which was yeah. the one where it it part of it took place in a sh- in a mall. Oh, that was Dawn of the Dead. That was Dawn. Dawn right. of the Dead, which oh, was remade, and, and that was a really good remake. That was uh, They actually made Dawn of the Dead a little bit more scary in the remake. And <laughs> there's also 28 Days Later now has a sequel coming out called 28 Weeks Later. Right. For anyone who's into the zombie-type uh, exploitation film, Planet Terror, the Robert Rodriguez-filmed half of the Grindhouse film, is a total homage to zombie exploitation films. Right. And that was really fun for me. Yeah. And when I left this film, I realized, based on the, the number of categories we're talking about here, there's a lot of opportunity to do a lot more with the different genres that are available. But more on that later. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Well, another category of exploitation film is one of my personal favorites, the biker film. And, of course, you know, yeah. that started with Marlon Brando already tanking out by this time oh, yeah. in The Wild One. Writing a triumph, I might add, which always disgusted me, but you know, <laughs> nonetheless. And uh, and then of course, uh, um, Wild Angels, which uh, Peter Fonda did right before uh, Easy Rider, which is hilarious because I mean, you see the two of them, and there's there's no connection. He's wearing all this Nazi stuff, and 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 the, his best buddy uh, Bruce Dern or. The loser <laughs> gets killed, and then he has this like really. He has a scene where he he confronts this preacher, and he tries tries to get a funeral for for his friend, the loser. Mm-hmm. He goes, "What is it you kids want?" He goes, uh, "We want to ride, and we want to get high, and 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 we want to do whatever we want, man." <laughs> it's like, okay, Pete, that's that's great. That's the voice of a generation right there. Hell's Angels on Wheels, Satan Sadus, CC and Company. CC and Company starred none other than, that's right, Joe Namath. 
There wow. you go. <laughs> yeah. It, and his chin. Right. And his chin, which okay. needed a separate <laughs> handlebar, but yeah. Yeah. Right. Now the Chambara films, I think, need a bit of a mention. Okay, go ahead. Because this is some some of the names. I mean, these were kind of the chop sake films. I think I saw most of these on Kung Fu Theater. Yes. On I think it was WGN that <laughs> yes, aired the Kung WGN. Fu Theater. Oh. They hit the best. I used to love their commercials Chicago. when they play Crack That Whip, and then they just show this lightning fast kicks and yeah. everything. Don't ask me to sing the Empire Carpet logo because I probably can <laughs> based on all my Kung Fu Theater watching. But this, this of course, was an influence for Kill the Kill Bills movies. And, oh yeah, and these, of course, would harken back to one of my personal favorites, Sonny Chiba. Yep, <laughs> these were very uh, splattery kung fu films with oh. anti heroes. That yeah, it was very different than your old Kurosawa days of samurai films in the you know sixty eight or whatever. <laughs> these would be the guys that would. Like, you know, literally pull someone's heart out of their chest and yeah. show it to them before yeah. they drop kind of films. And then, of course, women in prison films, Caged Heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think some of the yeah. Ilsa films later on became more in the women in prison genre than because she did several others. There were several others ah, after that. You could say there that, but there of... are subgenres of that. <laughs> For instance, Bruce Ploitation, which is basically you know movies that came out right after Bruce Lee. Yeah, there were uh, away. there were people named Bruce Lee L I. That's right, and it was just yeah. that was horrible. Actually, for a while that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then of course Nazi ploitation films such as Ilsa She Wolf sometimes tied with women in prison. So it was kind of a yeah. crossover. Yeah. But the Nazi factor mm-hmm. I think deserves its own sub sub genre. Oh, absolutely. I feel absolutely. N- and then uh, nuns ploitation with uh, featuring nuns, nuns in dangerous or erotic situations, <laughs> uh, as we all remember Tales of the Leather Nun, or perhaps that's just me. I'll have to rent that. <laughs> the only one I saw was The Flying Nun or whatever that was I called. I bet they're related. Oh. Isn't The Flying Nun a sequel? <laughs> you know, The Singing Nun was on the other night, and I was afraid. I was physically afraid that I would actually see some part of that film. <laughs> so I, I really thought that Grindhouse, you know, as a series of the two films, you have, you have Planet Terror, the zombie film, and then you have Death Proof, which is kind of the macho car guy yes. exploitation yep. film uh, put together was was really a wonderful wonderful experience at the movie theater to see two great movies like this you know together for one back price to back. Right. back to back that's With right fake previews and, fake introduction music oh and the fake kind of previews trailers and, were some yeah. of my favorites. Right. I just and uh-huh. you know what I, we probably should not reveal them to you. So you know, but there were there were at least like two of them. I thought, oh, I hope these are made into films. Yeah, and but. you know, I'll say I'll say about okay. Well, we'll, we'll try not to reveal them. But uh, they directed. I know Rodriguez directed one, and then they realized that maybe uh, other people heard about them, and they thought, well, maybe they'd like to do one, and they got requests. So they have famous directors like Rob Zombie, right. Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and others uh, directing these fake trailers in between the films, right? Um, and I thought they were yeah. highly entertaining, and they did hit the other genres as well. Okay, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to totally yeah. blow that rule right out of the water. Okay. Werewolf women of the SS. <laughs> I almost peed right. myself when I saw that. <laughs> I thought, oh my god, this 
this movie was made almost exactly for me. <laughs> yeah, that one would be hilarious. I, I think we have a definite special request from Sputnik to the oh. Tank Riot listeners, don't we? That we need to start, to start a, the letters uh, and the a, a letter writing campaign, campaign to get that one made into a good 90 minutes. You it know, must, right? must, must. Yeah. Oh. I, I'd have to say, um, I don't know if I had a definite favorite of the two. Uh, because both, I think, really had very good, strong points. Like, right. And they're I, different. They're yes, very yeah. different. It's hard to compare them because it is like apples and oranges because one is a zombie film and the other one doesn't use the zombie rules. You know, it's... Right. They're, they're totally different. It was more... The, the Death Proof was more of a car road movie, right. really. I mean, you know, a lot of car action in right. that. We, a lot of we classic can say, cars. We can say briefly yeah. about Death Proof. And, and a lot of people didn't see this movie, so we don't want to give away spoilers because... You know, the opening weekend on Easter wasn't obviously that good <laughs> no. for, for the film, but it was really, I mean, it's a critically acclaimed movie. It's getting a lot of uh, good reviews, and we all truly, truly liked it. Um, but the Death Proof movie, um, I, I keep thinking about, and, and right. that one, that one I, I enjoyed a lot uh, on, on different yeah. levels than I enjoyed the Planet Terror. This car is 100% Death Proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you Right. So there are a lot of ties and a lot of things we don't want to give away um, by talking about the movies. But I can say uh, Death Proof is is a kind of a slasher film about the murderous Kurt Russell character, which you've seen in right. the previews. So it's Stuntman not really, Mike. Stuntman Stunt Mike, Mike yeah. was a great character. Oh, great he, character. He he played him beautifully oh, too. Wonderful. And and I really love that segment. The one thing I'll, I'll tell you guys now, which I've been saving, is that uh, he wasn't the original guy to be cast as Stuntman Mike. Oh. Um. Okay. One of the guys who was who was uh, being talked about for the film, and I don't know if they interviewed or what they did, was Cal Penn. What? Yeah, the kid from. Uh, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, was being talked about for the role. And another name that's floated, I saw this on Wikipedia as well, is Sylvester Stallone for Stuntman oh. Mike. Oh, and that could have floated, but quite honestly, yeah. no one for me. I mean, one of the reasons I even went to the theater to see Grindhouse was because of Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, right. because of yeah. my love exactly. of Escape from New York, The Thing. Big Trouble in Little China. Absolutely. You know, those are those are almost Grindhouse films themselves. Yes, they are. And you get the master, Kurt Russell, in the role of Stuntman Mike. That's why I can't believe yeah. they actually yeah. asked anyone else. Yeah, or even I mean, thought about anyone else. And uh -huh. a young kid like Cal Penn. Oh, that would have been... totally would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it would have yeah. been bad. That wouldn't have made sense. I can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah so. totally, totally. It was... Kurt, Kurt Russell really made that... As creepy yeah. as it could possibly have I been. I think so too. Because well, I think the fact he was kind of an an older uh, stunt man that has all this mm -hmm. career behind him worked into the movie versus you know a young guy that would have been just starting out. That, that, that right. wouldn't Be seem right. It added yeah. a because lot. The period that he's talking about being a stunt man would have been like the classic golden grindhouse exactly. period. Exactly. And yeah. So that kind of added a, a very nice touch and kind of a foundation to it. But um, I think one thing that we can say is that. Uh, Death Proof was influenced by a number of movies, one of which being Vanishing Point. Okay. The 1971 road classic, which is difficult to find a, a copy of. Yeah, they dropped a lot of uh, film. Quentin Tarantino loves to do this, and he dropped a lot of film titles during Death Proof. And, mm -hmm. and he also, you know, there's, there's references. Both of these films are tied very closely together. Rodriguez and Tarantino worked together to, to link these films in ways that 
I'm going to have to see this a couple more times because I really, there's layers to these films. But he mentioned Vanishing Point and, and I tried to rent it and I couldn't, I couldn't get it here in town at all. Right. So I really wanted to see it. So tell me about that one. Well, Vanishing Point is one of those movies that I think is, is really a cult classic. In fact, it's still making a, a serious money today. And as I say, it was, it was a 1971 movie. It was kind of, um, um, it was, I think, only the second movie after Easy Rider to use like an all rock soundtrack. Okay, and mm-hmm. and really kind of summed up the the disillusion and disconnection of kind of the Woodstock generation in this period of time. Mm-hmm. So it um, it it's really just about uh, a guy that uh, Barry Newman, who of course you know no not many people would know today, but he was a big deal back then, and um, he just gets in this Arctic white. Uh, 71 Challenger with the 440 Magnum V8 package and just takes a bunch of speed and just bombs toward um, San Francisco as fast as he can go with, you know, several states worth of state patrol, you know, kind of going after him. And while he's driving, you see kind of his whole life in flashback and everything, and it's just kind of this whole litany of disillusionment and everything. And uh, Cleavon Little plays... Uh, a blind DJ who's telling him things on the radio so that he can kind of get around the cops, roadblocks, <laughs> everything, who's, whose name is Super Soul. Nice. <laughs> and it's just it's just yeah. a really, really great film. And it um, unfortunately is not super available at, at most video stores, but I highly recommend if you see it on TV late night or if you can get a copy of it, by all means, watch it. Excellent. Yeah, I got to check that out. Here in Tropical Madison, I love to go to Bongo Video to get my movies. They're a great independent video store. And every now and then I have to go to Four Star, which is the the big independent video store. And, and they have Vanishing Point. It was just unavailable the whole time I was trying to get it. I see. So I ended so up rented out. I ended up checking out the other film, which was mentioned several times in, in Death Proof, because I had this I had this drive to see <laughs> some of these. So I, I actually got my hands on Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. <laughs> the supercharged edition. That <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. Um this, talking about uh uh Peter Fonda, <laughs> this is post uh Easy Rider Peter Fonda. He right. got he's made some just crazy career choices. Oh yeah. Not always for the best. And and I think this is one of those films. It's a kind of a B movie, you know that that linear story about two guys robbing a grocery store, and and getting involved with this woman, and then going on a a run from the cops, Dukes of right. Hazard style, all yes. the way across California. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's it's really funny. I won't give anything away for anyone who wants to see this film, but uh, <laughs> I love Peter Fonda. He was just totally goofy in this movie, and Vic Morrow yes. plays the cop trying to chase him down. For anyone who doesn't know, Vic Morrow is the tough guy actor of many, many films, including the Combat uh, TV series. Yes. And he was the guy killed in the Twilight Zone movie filming, right. carrying two kids on the set. So Ooh. this guy has some screen presence, and he did a great job as the cop trying to chase these guys down. He is creepy. Well, he's very creepy. And uh, there's a there's a small cameo by Roddy McDowell. Um <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. A young Roddy McDowell. It's directed by John Hugh, who is right. a Hammer film director, basically. Yes. Who went on to do Escape from Witch Mountain and, and other strange films. I mean, this was a point in time. This was a snapshot, really, of 1974, and I loved watching it. And they had these crazy cars, uh, you know, basically a, a 1969 Dodge Charger 
throughout right. the film being chased by the Keystone cops uh, throughout <laughs> throughout the film, and it was a lot of fun. So, you know, if you get a chance, that's uh, that's the Dirty Mary Crazy Larry that's referenced throughout uh, a very real the Death Proof film. And you know, it actually grossed more than Easy Rider. It was yes. a huge winner just because people wanted that at the time. They wanted to go out and see this crazy film well, with easy, the crazy title. That's right. Well, Easy Rider was kind of an underground film hit. Mm-hmm. You know, now you see it, it says, winner of the, you know, 1969 Cannes Film Festival. It's like, well, who cared about that in 1969? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was made on, I think, a real shoestring budget. But, you know, it just occurs to me, it would be great if... And they are talking about doing uh, some old school kung fu follow ups to to Grindhouse, right? And I oh, think yeah? I think the lightning bolts on the hood of the Death Proof vehicle oh. were an homage to a kung fu film. I can't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it was an homage to uh, the skull and chopsticks that were in another film. Um, oh, really? And Quentin Tarantino had been talking to that director about doing uh, a B type Grindhouse uh, kung fu film. After Kill Bill, so I think there might be some involvement with that. That's right. And cool. Zoe Bell, uh, who played herself in the Death Proof yeah, segment, I was going to mention that she was awesome. I mean, she was the, great. I got to say, yeah, the actresses through all these segments were just phenomenal. Um, there were mm-hmm. there were many in Death Proof, and there were a lot in uh, a lot of great actors and actresses in in Planet Terror. I loved um, El Rey, played by Freddie Rodriguez, Fantastic in, in Planet Terror, and Rose McGowan did a great job as Cherry Darling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And one of the neat things about these movies is you're not really sure who at the end is going to be the lead and the the top character because there's so many characters and it you know it goes through things. Uh, you know, the, for example, there's Bruce Willis in the Planet Terror movie, mm-hmm. but uh, and Josh Brolin in Planet Terror. Josh yeah. Brolin. Now, see, that Whoa. was kind of nice, kind of carrying on his dad's tradition of being in such classics as The Car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But you don't know necessarily if these characters are going to have the the big roles or not. It, it's right. unlike no. a lot of films that are you know real formulas, where, where you know that you know okay, guy gets girl, guy loses girl, guy's going to get girl, and you know it's pretty predictable. These are not predictable. And, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, and Death Proof took me a long time to digest. I mean, it was fun to go to a film like that and then and then think about it for a couple of days afterwards. Mm-hmm. So even though it was Grindhouse. You know, meant to just sit back, eat your popcorn, and enjoy. I still found myself thinking about. It. They added layers and layers on this. Yes, that made they it did. really fun. And you you don't have to overanalyze it, but you can. You know, they they really did a good job of that. You know, I hope they continue the series. I I I, I hope yeah. that these type of films come back. I really do because I I think they're still very entertaining and just a lot of fun. One thing I got to me- you know, mention about uh, Planet Terror, which is you know is kind of a zombie movie thing, and you know violence etc blah 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 but you know at the end it, it almost had me tearing up a bit it was <laughs> it was kind of emotional so it, it, I'm, I'm telling you it's you know you're not sure what's going to happen next yeah, well <laughs> well i gotta say some of the actors they drew into that i mean michael bain from from terminator shows up as right. the sheriff in town and then i think you had michael parks michael parks show up uh, as the father it's yes, who and they actually show a picture of him when he was then came Bronson, which I'm sure most of our listeners probably don't <laughs> recall, but that was a TV show that was meant to be kind of like TV's Easy Rider about 1970 or whatever, and and he just uh, rode his motorcycle and helped people and and mumbled a lot. 
So <laughs> well, and there were a couple other little trivia tidbits that I noticed. You know, without giving anything away, but you can listen to the radio in one of the movies, hear something that references the other movie, and I think you noticed in in Death Proof. Um, on the wall in the bar, yes, there was a shirt. It was a shirt. It was uh, the tank top worn by Kurt Russell in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. See, and I'm oh, I totally was that missed in, that. Was that in Planet Terror or in Death Proof? In I, I wanna, Death Proof. I want to say it was in Death Proof. Okay, I and, and, it, and totally. it was just hilarious because um, it was just kind of dirty and tattered, and it just looked like it was nailed up against the wall for no particularly good no. reason. Okay, was it in the the rib shack or was it in the other? I'm going to have to watch this again because that's awesome. Yeah. That's Go awesome. to your local <laughs> theater and check out Grindhouse. Watch <laughs> for that shirt. Just watch yeah. for the shirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's really neat how they layered those things in there. But Zoe Bell, was a, she was a stunt woman for Xena, Warrior Princess. No doubt. Yeah, and, and you know, she's she's been injured extensively, but she's also a stunt woman, I believe, for um, uh, Thurman, Uma Thurman in uh, Kill Bill. Oh. So I think that's how she got involved with Quentin Tarantino. She would have the build, I think, for probably both. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she did. I yeah. don't know if she was Daryl Hannah's stunt double, which would make sense to a couple of the lines in the film. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure exactly how uh, that worked. Daryl Hannah. That would... Because Daryl oh, Hannah, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm on board. Yeah, so there were a lot of cool in-jokes back and forth throughout, oh, yeah. and that was pretty entertaining. We might have to see this movie again <laughs> to get all the... All the I have no doubt when this comes out on DVD, I'll be buying a copy. And that's of another it. thing that so. I'll point out is there are scenes in the film that I just noticed in watching the preview after seeing the film that were missing reels <laughs> that are in the preview. If that makes sense to you, please email us at feedback at tankriot.com. Well, that was one of the many wonderful effects that you could always experience at these films because, you know, you'd be getting Uh at a key point and it would just say, missing reel, the management apologizes, (laughs) and they just pick that shit up wherever the next reel came up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was the stoic hilarious. Yeah, that was classic and well done in this film. Oh, Very yeah, because well they done. come yeah. back and it's just like, oh, well, then that must have been. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the most fun I've had at a movie theater this year. So, yes. so far, this the bar has been set by Grindhouse to mm-hmm. dare anyone to jump over. And there's a lot of good movies coming out. I mean, yes. Michael Bay likes to blow things up and Transformers is coming up. Oh, Transformers. You've got, you got Spider-Man 3 coming out. and Aqua Teen Hunger uh, Force the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> although, well, I'm going. Although terrorists, <laughs> terrorists might be there. With some kind of LED device yeah. to scare us away. Yeah, what was what was light bright? Wasn't it? It was like a light bright <laughs> yeah, channel. It was, it was like a, a light bright. bright I never thought a light bright was being threatening. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not only going to make a bomb. I'm going to make a colorful little character out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of superheroes, though, I actually think that uh, one of the characters from Planet Terror, uh, Cherry, could easily become a comic book hero. Oh, in, I think so too. Oh, yeah. In some graphic novel, you know that. I mean, yeah, Rose McGowan with the machine gun leg is Cherry Darling. Yeah. Do you really have to know anything more to get your butt in that seat? <laughs> right. I don't yeah. think so. I had to laugh uh-huh. at how the leg would just shoot whenever it was supposed to shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just had to laugh. And you know, they had to have been laughing themselves at the fact that the gun Fox just goes control. off at the right time all the time. My you know. favorite was. 
Using the rocket launcher to <laughs> launch yourself and then fire as you're coming down. Yeah. I mean, that's just brilliant. I'm sorry, but you have to think about that. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Superhero. <laughs> Those were some nappy-headed... <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Thank you, Mr. Imus. Yeah. God. So you know, long, Don I, I don't think anything's happening in the Middle East anymore. I think no. it's all Anna Nicole's paternity and... Uh, oh, you know, well, Don Imus. Thank goodness, there's no more news in the world. Oh, the government blew up in Baghdad or something like that today. So. Oh, you yeah. know, if they fire so. him, all racism will end. That's right. You know, yeah. That would solve right. everything. In the, yeah, everything's going to be the done. Problems will well, be well the big of. question is: Okay, well, you got one racist kind of guy off the air, but what about the other? You know, fifty. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny. They had, um, you know, with the with the Duke. Uh, lacrosse team case and everything. I mean, I have to admit, when I watch this, you think, okay, you know, the overprivileged uh, white boys on the lacrosse team, you think, you just want to boo them. You <laughs> yeah. just want to. <laughs> <laughs> but turns out, not the case. But yeah, interesting. Anyhow, this has been the current events corner of yeah. Tank Riot. <laughs> we just veered off a little bit. Did we digress? Oh, yeah, we do that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we will have some upcoming shows. We will, and we'd like to dedicate today's show to Kurt Vonnegut, who passed away. Yeah. Recently passed, and we would like to do our next show, perhaps? On uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Vonnegut. <laughs> uh, some upcoming yeah. shows, of course, will also deal with the... Oeuvre, the collected body of works of Mr. Mike Judge. I like TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like porn. I like beer. <laughs> so, if you have some comments or you've seen Grindhouse and you have a different opinion or you liked it too, please let us know at feedback at tankriot.com. Yeah, please email us. I'd like to hear more about what other people thought of this film because not everyone yeah. has gone out to see it yet. That's right. Yep. Get out there. Check it out. <laughs> consider, yeah. yeah, consider yourself warned. But get out there and see this. Turn movie. off Happy Feet for Christ's sake and get out there for and God's watch a real sake, movie. Turn off um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meet the Robinsons. And, uh. Yeah, you might want to bring a little little chamber pot. So it's a long one. It's yeah, so over three hours. Minutes, yeah. So. yeah, bring a jug because you don't want to leave for yeah. those trailers. Road trip, yeah. those people, and you think you know what that means. <laughs> i